Welcome to The Real Investing Show with Tim Harridge. Each day, we'll provide real investing for everyday investors. Tim is a nationally recognized real estate investing expert, podcast host, and public speaker. He built his businesses from the ground up and is here to help you do the same. Here is your host, Tim Harridge. Welcome back to Real Investing. I'm Tim Harridge. Thank you for coming back. Today, Adam writes, To compensate for longer transaction times and declining ARVs, are investors offering less on their percentage when making offers? And if so, how much less is it? It's a great question, Adam. Um, Personally, back in April, my acquisitions company was directed to reduce their LTVs that they were offering a percent of the after repaired value minus repairs by 5%. And... We're seeing that that's okay. So basically, we went from paying 80% of the estimated value minus repairs to paying 75% of the value minus repairs. And we're seeing, yeah, I would say profit margins are down, but uh, volume staying in the acceptable range. I wouldn't say it's necessarily staying the same, but it's it's definitely staying in the acceptable range. So... Uh, I think as if you've followed me much, you know that I've been through some bad financial times in this industry and I've weathered those storms and I like to think I've learned from my mistakes. So where I'm at is reduce risk, kind of a risk off environment. Wait, let this next Federal Reserve meeting, which is tomorrow, happen see where they go with interest rates. Ultimately, the Fed interest rates are not what's really hurting the mortgage interest rates as much as the investor demand. The investor demand on the, you know, when I say investor, I don't mean the real estate investor. The people that normally buy the bonds that pay for the 30-year mortgages have just dialed it back as well. It's just like the big hedge funds. So what we're seeing is reduced interest. What we're seeing is if you think rates are going to go up, you know, 100 basis points in the next 60 days, why would you buy 5% paper when you can wait 60 days and buy six? And so part of the way the Federal Reserve is trying to control inflation is through a concept known as demand destruction, right? So they just have to slow the economy down. And the way you slow the economy down is by reducing demand and you reduce demand by raising interest prices and making it less affordable to finance things, houses, cars, credit card payments. So I think we're in an interesting cycle. I still do not foresee it to go much beyond the next you know couple months. I feel like number one, our Fed's really political. But number two, if you, I, I just feel like we had a reset. I feel like in 2020, everything shut down. This is not a political statement. It's just a matter of fact. And people got paid to not go to work. And then some people found other ways to work. I think that one thing that's not been quantified yet in our new economy, if you will, is the effect of gig working. So um, I don't want to get off topic, but what I'm seeing is yes, investors are offering less on homes and I'm seeing somewhere between five and 10%. There's some markets like San Diego. There's some uh, less traditional markets like Boise, Idaho. There's some mountain home uh, markets like Evergreen, Colorado, that it's probably 10 to 15% less. So I think what you'll see is 
it's going to be market dependent. So if you're in a solid sub market where you're getting good 90 day comps and there's demand for real estate and there's a solid job market, you may not want to reduce your percentages much at, much at all because we're still seeing a lot of those markets going at or above asking price. As long as it's a real asking price. So many of these asking prices, people are talking about the price reductions and everything. So many of these asking prices are not real. They're not based in comps. I have yet to see any property, and I will just say in Dallas-Fort Worth, that had three good average Comp, three good comps over the last 90 days that were comparable to the subject property that didn't sell at or above list. So I think you continue to watch for seller paid closing cost and you continue to watch for uh, kind of the 90 day average dollar per square foot on sold properties. And then you run your math on that. So, you know, the last two years, it's been find the highest comp in the last 12 months within a mile and then add 10%. And now we're getting back to the real math of take the subdivision, three recent sold comps. And right now, I mean, personally, I'm going 90 days. I will go back six months if it's a really solid neighborhood. And then I'm looking at the actives versus the sold, right? If I start seeing in the last 90 days, call it three active properties and one sold property and one pending property, well, that's not very good, you know, from an absorption rate standpoint. But if I go back and look at it and I see one active property and five sold properties in the last 90 days, that paints all the picture I need to see. So, Hope that was helpful. Thanks for writing in, Adam. If you've got questions, hop to IHaveLunchMoney.com. Submit your questions. We'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for hanging out with us today on Real Investing. If you have questions, comments, or feedback, please visit IHaveLunchMoney.com. Tim can't wait to hear from you. We're always grateful for your reviews. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Remember, the business is the vehicle, not the dream. See you next time. The preceding program is provided for general education purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, financial, investment, or other professional advice. No information contained in this program should be construed as financial, investment, or legal advice from any individual, author, host, or guest. You should always consult a financial advisor before investing. 